My mother loves to send me little tokens of Mississippi. From calendars to Christmas ornaments, she thinks of me as a prodigal and that these little snapshots of home will remind me to come back there one day. I imagine many of you might be able to relate to that. Maybe you too ran away from your hometown and moved to the big city to see if you could make something of yourself and your dreams. Maybe you too have parents that can't understand your decision and who, like the father, wait for you to come back home. This is the pretty standard interpretation of the story. Wayward son runs off for green pastures, ends up in a pig pasture instead, and goes back home where he is lovingly received. There's certainly a time and a place for this version of the story, but this morning I'd like to offer us an alternative. Parables, after all, are short stories that are meant to teach us a lesson that's highly open to interpretation. So I thought maybe we could look a little harder at the sun and give him a little backstory, some motivation and some feeling for his actions. Most of the time, when we think of those who leave home, we think of words like flighty, reckless, unreliable. We think it will naturally bring chaos, or we think of it like a rumspringa from the Amish tradition, something a young person needs to get out of their system so that they can live a quiet, normal life afterwards. I think this view limits us in a few ways. There are some times in our life where we have to go. Maybe there was a traumatic experience in your past. Maybe you have a deep urge to see all the possibilities before you. A few of you probably couldn't find the opportunities that you have now back in your hometowns. And all of these experiences can happen to us throughout our lives and multiple times in our lives, not just when we're young. Though I do think the first time most of us get this itch to leave is about teenage years, like our confirmands. All of them are seniors in high school, the quintessential time in life where you don't just go away from home, you sprint away at full speed away from home. It's the first time many of us are left to make our own decisions. And of course, many mistakes will be made along the way of trying to figure out what this new stage of life is. The journey of discovery is an essential part of life. It helps us understand ourselves and the world around us. In Terry Pratchett's book, A Hatful of Stars, he reminds us in the final chapter when the young heroine has decided to return home after a journey full of adventure. He says, why do you go away? So that you can come back. So that you can see the place you came from with new eyes and extra colors. And the people there see you differently too. Coming back to where you started is not the same as never leaving. Maybe the prodigal son needed a little distance to be able to see his home fully. In those days, and in many communities today, people grow up, attend school, marry, raise children, and die, all in the same zip code. This is certainly a comfortable way of life for many. I think that's my problem with it, though. It's comfortable. God seems to desire to kick us out of our comfort zones. 
Almost everyone called by God has to leave their current circumstances and see new sights in order to be who God has called them to be. Everyone from Abram and Sarai, Moses, Miriam, and Aaron, Ruth and Naomi, and Jesus and his disciples are called to leave what they know and head to new places. I think God has a pretty good reason for this. It's been scientifically proven that the more people travel, the more open-minded and able to critically engage with the world they become. Even if, like the prodigal son, we end up returning home, we are not the same people who left. We have left pieces of ourselves along the journey, and we have picked up new pieces from our experiences as well. In leaving home, we're able to see places we could only imagine before. It's broadened our horizons to what's possible, and it invites us to imagine even more of what the world could be as we journey towards the kingdom of God. Barbara Brown Taylor writes in her memoir, Leaving Church, about the way she left the church. She went from a local priest to a professor. She found that it was outside of the walls of the church that she was able to find more of the spirit of God because it allowed her the freedom to notice, to notice more of creation and the ways God was at work in the world. Turns out when your whole job is to organize worship and meet the needs of a congregation, you can lose sight of the real reason for the work. For this and many reasons, the church, more than being the entire Christian life, is more like a starting point for it. It's when we leave the church, she says, that we actually begin living as Christians because we're able to spread Christ's love in the world. Leaving home, or a church home, offers us the beginning of a journey where we're able to share what we've learned in, the, in new places in the world. Particularly if we look at it from a church perspective, instead of a hometown or a family home, Church was never meant to be a place that we stay all the time. It's meant to be a stop, a frequent one, but not a permanent place to stay. It allows us to recharge and recenter ourselves, but it requires us to go back into the world and spread what we've learned. It's similar to our Lenten journey. It leaves and comes back around every year, a journey from ordinary to sacred time that reminds us of the ways we are to embody love and grace in the world. We're reminded that there's a time for wilderness, the wildness of wandering. There's a time for the ordinary and day to day. There is a time for the sacred to draw closer to God and to each other. And maybe these times aren't as separated as we may think or want them to be but they weave together in unexpected ways that forces us to pay attention to where God is at work in the world, where we are being extended grace and love in the world. And the word prodigal allows us this meaning. It comes from the Latin meaning lavish and means to spend money freely or recklessly, wastefully extravagant, having or giving something on a lavish scale. I don't know about you, but this immediately draws a parallel in my mind to the grace of God, because it is always and everywhere extended to us, 
extravagantly and recklessly and freely offered to us. It does not matter where we have been or where we currently are on life's journey. God continuously extends the offer of grace that changes us, that moves us from the people we are to the people who look more like Christ, who act more like Christ, who are then able to freely and recklessly give their own selves to others, kind of like what Jesus did. He's a bit of a prodigal himself, after all. He lavishly and extravagantly came to be with us, to this foreign land, to be friends with us, to show us the way the world could be. He gave and gave and gave of himself and the love of God until there was nothing left, and many were still unable to see the gift for what it was. Maybe this is the real problem in the world. There are many who are willing to be prodigals with their lives and their love, so they give themselves away. But there are others who only take what is extended, never offering of themselves in return. And so we find ourselves in a time of famine and scarcity, because not everyone is willing to live prodigally. And there will certainly be times in our life when we encounter famine. The devotional question this week was, what are you hungry for? And while the writers were mostly not physically hungry, there was still something they were longing for. The prodigal son reminds us that hunger is a part of life. And even when we give prodigally of ourselves, others will not be as forthcoming. During these times, when it looks like the journey has come to an end, there are still places to which we can return. When the world around us is too much to bear, we can retrace our steps and it will not be counted as a failure. As Pratchett reminds us, coming back to where you started is not the same as never leaving. We have learned and grown and changed along the way. We are being made new by the prodigal grace of God, which is a cup that is always overflowing to us. And even when we think the journey is over, even when we have come back to our starting point, our journey continues. Our whole lives are journeys towards God. We are simply pilgrims on the way to the kingdom of God, to which there is no end. And that, too, is where our story leaves us. The child is embraced by the parent, but the next steps are unclear. Things cannot be as they were, but we do not know yet where to go. We are left to continue on our way. We are invited to stop along the way, maybe at a church or at a home, where we can sit and rest for a while. But we must continue onward. And while we continue, so too does God's lavish grace and God's expectation for us to be prodigal children who give freely of ourselves to the world. Amen.